2: Today on NFL Fantasy Live, the Cardinals and Rams get week 15 started off with an important NFC West rivalry grudge match. Two elite defenses will enter, but will any fantasy points emerge? We'll make our predictions. And which players make Adam Rank's list of players he will never ever draft again in fantasy? Find out why some of the game's elite are on his permanent list. Plus, which players on your roster could spell doom for your championship aspirations? Sorry to burst your bubble. NFL Fantasy Live starts right now. Welcome to NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose, the official fantasy football show of the National Football League. Matt Money-Smith here. This, well, handsome devil with a beard now is former <laughs> NFL defensive end Akbar Baja Biamila. Hey, your San Diego State basketball team just barely beat the Long Beach State 49ers. Hey, what a Steve, tough goal Steve last Fish night. doing a great job. Molly Karam and Adam yeah. Rank will join us later on in the show, but we begin in the nation's capital where head coach Jay Gruden says Colt McCoy will start as long as he gets a clean bill of health. The Washington post bar reports that McCoy has been getting all those first-team snaps most of the week. So the question is... What's the fantasy impact if McCoy gets the start? Because it's a great matchup against a suspect Giants D.
3: Well, I think the impact is you're going to see a lot more, too, from Alfred Morris. I think Alfred Morris has the ability to absolutely go out there and dominate, giving him the ball a little bit more. Uh, Deshaun Jackson will continue to do his thing. I think that uh, his talent, his speed, he, gets, he makes it very available for the quarterback to put the ball in his head.
2: Well, let's get a look at it. You would think that would be the case, but it appears as though Jay Gruden trusts uh, Colt McCoy a little bit more slinging that ball around. You see Alfred Morris's production by quarterback uh, this season, 5-5-3, five, five, and, and the rush attempts way down with Colt McCoy there. The yards per rush down and just a single touchdown, uh, 26.2 fantasy points in three starts. Of course, a lot of that can be a product of who they played, what the situation was. Did they have to throw the ball a lot to come from behind? You think about the shutout this past week and how that's certainly And it's five a games compared impact. to three as well. Exactly. Of course, uh, the drama in D.C. is not only quarterback news that we're following this week because there are three quarterbacks getting starts that were not under center a week ago. Jake Locker in place of the injured Zach Mettenberger. Derek Anderson after the scary situation surrounding Cam Newton in that car accident. We'll get the start for the Panthers. And right there in the middle... Uh, Johnny Manziel, and we'll discuss uh, Johnny football and his value a little bit later in the show, but what about the Panthers offense and that change with Derrick Anderson under center due to Cam's injury in the car accident against the Bucs?
3: Well, I think for a lot of fantasy owners, especially if Kelvin Benjamin, you may think that there's some concern with Kelvin Benjamin, but remember in that week one game he had six receptions, 92 yards, and a touchdown, so Kelvin Benjamin is going to be very much a part of this offense. Derrick Anderson is, is quality enough to be able to get the ball to where it needs to get, and then you get Jonathan Stewart, who's coming off of a big game as well that's going to be very big for this offense I think Kelvin Benjamin is a guy that you can continue to play start going up against the wide Tampa receiver Bay two level
2: yes so you're talking 14 plus points Kelvin Benjamin yes okay uh over to Jacksonville breakout running back Denard Robinson ruled out for the remainder of the season with a foot sprain I mean so they're going to go with the rotation but it's going to start with Toby Gerhardt you got Storm Johnson and Jordan Todman in there as well but we're kind of back to square one now with the Jaguars running backs. Would you take a flyer on Gerhardt this Sunday in Baltimore?
3: Let's make this simple. No. Okay. Going up against Baltimore's defense, that front seven, they're very strong. Yes, they lose to Yes, they're still the fourth ranked defense, rush defense in the league. I say that you stay away from Toby Gerhardt. That's not gonna look out, that's not gonna fare well for you.
2: Yeah, and by the way, you point out no Lodi Nada, and we thought that was gonna bode well for Lamar Miller last week. And what happened? He just had yeah, like 63 happen. yards, yeah. just did not. For some reason, the Ravens they get so good toward the end of the season and it's very hard to play anybody in fantasy against them if a playoff berth is on the line for that defense. More running back news from the Big Apple. Giants head coach Tom Coughlin says running back Rashad Jennings eased into the lineup last week, but will be full go this Sunday. Take a listen.
0: Uh, what we
4: wanted to do when we brought him back, we felt he could play. I didn't have a full confidence of what would happen if he had X amount of carries. So as you saw, we decided to utilize him. On third down to start out with and see where we were in the game. And that's basically what we continued to do throughout the game. And as a result of that, I think he's stronger and better and so on and so forth. And he did play, you know, the, the entire game in that capacity. So uh, I, I don't have any question he's going to, you know, continue to get better this week.
2: Well, we said it about uh, the Redskins and particularly Alfred Morris bodes the same for Rashad Jennings and the Giants against a suspect Washington D. How do you feel about them this week?
3: Well, they they are suspect defensively, but that front seven, they're pretty good too as well up there. They were last week in, in the top ten as far as stopping uh, the run, but Rashad Jennings, this is a guy that I'm going to trust to play against the Washington Redskins. He wants it. He's back. He's healthy now. When he's healthy, we know that he can produce for you.
2: All right. Uh, finally, Akbar, to Atlanta, the 404 Falcons wide receiver Julio Jones didn't practice today. Of course, sat out the final offensive drive against the Packers there on Monday night with that hip injury that he suffered. So, let's say Julio goes. If he goes do you start him in fantasy, or are you worried that he might only get you a quarter or two because of that hip injury? You know hip injuries, Akbar. Well, yeah. We got I know here?
3: hip injuries, and I also know what it means to have a wide receiver that's injured this year. I had Calvin Johnson playing this year, and he tried to play through it and try to do it for the team because, of course, he's that decoy. So, Julio Jones coming off of a big game like that, it's hard not to play Julio Jones. So, I'm going to go with the chance. Even though I'm still wounded, I say you play okay. Julio Jones.
2: All right, Akbar, uh, we are just a few hours away from kickoff in St. Louis. So let's hand it off to Molly and Adam to get your daily fantasy lineup set for tonight's contest.
1: Yes, we are, Money. Thank you kindly. Adam, these daily fantasy games are the new hot thing. But for those of you who are newbies, all you have to do is pick out a lineup and stay under a set salary cap. And if you don't like your team, your league is one and done. And you're done. Like Kentucky basketball players. (laughs) And you see, I said it. And you start over each week. So definitely some intriguing options on the field tonight. Let's start with the Cardinals' salaries, of course, courtesy of DraftKings. And we see Drew Stanton there at the helm, 5,400. Not bad for the uh, quarterback, Stephen Taylor. Kerwin Williams, we definitely want to discuss him. Larry Fitz, Michael Floyd, 4,000. All right. So, so let's uh, let's get into it, and let's start with John Brown, the rookie. He's been a nice surprise this season. Looks like he could potentially be good value, but it's the Rams' defense.
4: Yeah, well, this is a good bargain because, as you see right there, he's just $3,600. And while you mention it, you know, that defense is going to be pretty tough. They'll shut down the run pretty well. But what you want from your receiver is just one opportunity to go out and make a huge play. And, you know, Matt's talked about this because he's covered a lot of Cardinals games, is that Drew Stanton really likes to take shots, to John Brown deep, and it's probably going to be their best chance on offense to get that ball into St. Louis territory. So I expect them to target him an awful lot. I'm looking at it, I, I, I look at him. I think this is going to be pretty good, and it's very cheap.
1: Mm-hmm. Good bang for your buck. Absolutely. And That's what these are all about. Let's take a look now at the Ram side of things and what these players are costing these days. Trey Mason. 5,400 not too bad all right Zach Stacy, 3000 he hasn't been doing a ton but I want to focus in on Stedman Bailey 4300 dollars okay. this guy has been surging of late can he do work though with uh, Patrick Peterson and Crow on him
4: yeah you know what the Cardinals defense they're really weird because they're really good mm-hmm. they're great real defense but it seems like especially in fantasy Mm -hmm. you can pick up receivers to find and play against them you can also do with the tight ends too so while Jared Cook is going to be a good bargain at four grand Steadman Bailey for just a little bit more he at the wide receiver Mm -hmm. position is also somebody that you can sneak into your lineups because we'll talk about this a little bit later Mm -hmm. on in the show because my strategy is to really just load up on like like three guys Mm -hmm. that you put all your money into and then you find guys like John Brown Stedman Bailey, who have a great opportunity to go out there, especially Bailey. I like his targets over the last couple of weeks.
1: Yes, sneaky good guys, and he's getting hot at the right time. And as you said, maybe the defense better in reality than fantasy in this perspective. Thank you, Adam. Tonight, Larry Fitzgerald in the first place. Cardinals take on the surging Rams as the playoff chase heats up Thursday night. Football Cardinals-Rams tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern, live on NFL Network. Two elite fantasy defenses on tap tonight. Coming up, we'll preview the rest of the fantasy options on the table tonight so your lineup is ready to rock for championship week. Plus, Akbar's locks of the week are just ahead. Find out why sticking with guys who struggled last week could send you on to the next one. This is NFL Fantasy Live, and you all want to go on to the next one. The time now for Everyday Performer presented by Bridgestone. Each week, we reveal our locks of the week with our everyday performer at each position. Akbar, these are guys you can count on with no hesitation for this week ahead. And we begin with the quarterback spot. Drew Brees, some might question after his performance last week, but they're taking on the Bears this week, which on paper looks like a good matchup. It
3: is on paper in real life. Whatever you want, however you want to look at it, this is a very good matchup. Drew Brees is going up against, I mean, the weakest pass defense in the NFL. And so he'll take advantage of that with, the guy. of course, his guys Marcus Cole and Kenny Steele's but also too the key to this is their ability uh, the Chicago Bears their ability not to necessarily stop the running if you get Mark Ingram going you get him 20 plus touches or, or so now all of a sudden that gets that opens up that pass game a whole lot more Drew Brees is going to have a field day against the Chicago Bears
1: all right let's see what type of field day here
3: well I, I think he's can put up easily over 300 plus yards against the Chicago Bears and three touchdowns I see I'll that that third touchdown is going to come as, as a result of a strong run game no interceptions taking care of the ball this time around there's 25 fantasy points for you
1: looks good and speaking of guys getting back on track do you like LaShawn mccoy to do that against the cowboys last time they faced he had a huge game on thanksgiving
3: yes and you know look forgive him for what he did against the seattle seahawks Mm -hmm. not many Good running backs can do well against the Seattle Seahawks. So, I think you forgive him for that. Get back on track against the Dallas Cowboys. The game with Mark Sanchez where he's going to be doing his thing in the Chip Kelly's offense. LeSean McCoy is going to hit that edge like he did in that first game against the Chicago Bears, excuse me, against the Dallas Cowboys. Look for LaShawn McCoy to have a 100-yard game in this game against the uh, Cowboys.
1: I like it. People need it. Playoffs are on the line. And don't, 21 fantasy points. Don't forget what about the either.
3: receiving yards. Very effective as a wide receiver.
1: All right, speaking of receiving yards, should Golden Tate see more looks against the Vikings this week?
3: He should. We know that the attention is going to be on Calvin Johnson. Mm-hmm. It's like that every single week. And no matter what, every single defensive coordinator go in there thinking – We'll bet on Golden Tate beating us. And he does it every single week. He shows you that he can get consistently seven, eight, double-digit points, eight points, nine points. This is another game where he's going to go out there and get you double-digit points because no one has an answer for uh, Golden Tate.
1: 14 there fantasy points, a TD, and 80 receiving That's yards. That's all you
3: need. That's mm-hmm. all you need from a guy like Golden Tate.
1: Yeah, he's not your number one guy. All right, how about the tight end Delaney Walker? Should he have a big day when the Vikings host the Jets? He was targeted nine times last week, not his biggest fantasy day, though.
3: Well, yes, this will be his his biggest game, I, I think, as of yet. I mean, I, I don't want to say it's going to be a as huge game. Yeah, I, I mean, this is let, – let me let me back up. He's not going to have a monster game, but he's going to have a solid enough game to rebound from his uh, last week performance as well. Delaney Walker, this tight end position. Has struggled all season long. Delaney Walker, he has adds a little bit of relief to it if you don't have a guy and a good choice. Here it is for for Delaney Walker. Barely making it. 62 receiving
1: yards, 1 TD, 12.2. All right, that was Everyday Performer presented by Bridgestone. And yeah, potentially this looks like a great matchup against the Jets. Thank you, Akbar. Now we turn it over to Money and Rank at the Field. Hello, gentlemen.
2: Well, hello, Molly, and thank you. Earlier this week, Adam, you asked uh, our viewers, your fans, to send us which players they would never draft again after being burned in 2014. So it says it right here the Best. list. It's blank right now. Oh, okay. Let's find out what the fan says, uh, what the fans said, and find out which of their suggestions make your list of guys to never, ever, ever draft again. Here we go. Let's get it started. This is uh, at Ken Ballard Jr. Four. I don't know if he's the fourth. Whatever. Just when you thought <laughs> it was safe, because he finished 2013 great. I will never, ever draft Reggie Bush again. Hashtag you made the list.
4: Yeah, you know what? That happens a lot. That happens a lot. You get into those middle rounds, like the fifth or sixth round. You're starting to look at some of the names. And Reggie Bush is there. It's like tantalizing. It's like being on a road trip and you're hungry and you don't know what to do. You see a familiar name like Taco Bell and you're like, you know what, we'll pull over. We'll go over there and have a nice little meal. And then after, you know, a couple of Mexican pizzas or some Doritos tacos. Actually, Doritos tacos logos are great. But you know what? And then you do it and you eat a couple of miles down the road and you start regretting it. That's kind of like what happens with Reggie Bush. You think it's a good idea. He had a great season last year. You got away with one meal, as he said. You don't want to do that again.
2: All right. uh, so So does he make the list? You know what? He makes the list. All right, there we go. While you write, we go to the next one. And uh, this is from Dud S.O. Be asked. Some people think it's dudes obese, but whatever. Uh, (laughs) Hashtag, you made the list. Andre Ellington, too injury prone. And is that team all defense?
4: Is he? Is he too injury prone? We really haven't had a full season to see what Andre Ellington can do. And, you know, admittingly, once Carson Palmer went out, the dynamic of that team kind of switched a little bit too. But you know what? This is a good young team. They're quietly building up that offensive line.
2: Listen, Captain Storyteller, does he make the list? You know what? Does he make the list? No. Andre Ellington does not make, the, make list. the list. All
4: right. He is draftable. you are safe. You're, you're going to get into the fifth or sixth <laughs> round next year, and if you see Andre Ellington, feel safe to him. are safe with
2: Andre, or Andre Ellington. You're safe. You're not on the list. All right. To John Nyer, 82. <laughs> Some say Fournier. Jimmy Graham, <laughs> hashtag you made the list. Jimmy Graham. See, it's <laughs> you took so him in easy. the first round. It's
4: so easy to look at Jimmy Graham's last two weeks and be upset with him, but realize he is one of the best tight ends in fantasy football. He is somebody who has come out and dominated. I even mused during the preseason after he came out and dominated a couple of teams that I might have drafted this guy first overall. But you know what? All that being said, those last two weeks are enough to make sure that he's never on your team again. Jimmy Graham,
2: Jimmy Graham's on the list. What's going, going on? on What's going list. on? Just cuz you drafted him with the 5th overall pick, uh, that's confirmation bias right no, there. No, it's not. All it's, right. He ruined my first round. We bias. go to um the Fatuazinabaden. Cordero Flow Patterson. Cordero Patterson, Cordero Patterson, Cordero? Really? I'm guessing. My, my rider I'm guessing. See,
4: people know what's near and dear to my heart because I started. I said in the beginning of the season, we'll Cordero. He was my rider he was your guy. Huh? Every yeah. single team, and I do like 50 leagues, and every single league that I'm in, I drafted Cordero Patterson at about the sixth or seventh round, maybe sometimes the fifth round. And he was my guy. I'm like, oh, the great December. He finished so strong. North Turner is going to find ways to get the ball into his hands. He's going to be amazing. He's going to be the, the, the find of the year. So end. he's on the list. Put him on the
2: list. All right, Rank. You got some uh, names on the board already. The fans have spoken. Who else makes your list? Come Let's on, see, keep right. Go, uh, uh, Patterson. Frank. What Hetland. else we got? Frank. Who?
4: Frank Hetland's on the list. Who's Frank Hetland? Oh, he knows who he is. Frank
2: Hetland? He's on the list. What round do we draft Frank Hetland in? Who else is in there? Chuck T. I have a feeling he's just making his own list of people that have uh, caused him trouble. Yeah, there we go. Uh, It's a list of grievances. Coming up, we stick with the social theme and help a few Twitter followers out. With the all-important Week 15 lineups, find out how our experts set a few users for success on Sunday. And if your team has already been – who is Claire McBoozy? It's <laughs> uh, already been eliminated from the playoffs, no need he to knows. worry. We've got one eye on the next season. Don't me. When NFL Fantasy Live returns.
4: They know who they are.
2: Out of the fantasy playoffs, with NFL Playoff Challenge, you can keep your fantasy season going through Super Bowl Sunday. Just pick the players you think will perform best each week of the playoffs, and you can win a trip to Super Bowl 50. Sign up for free today at NFL.com slash Playoff Challenge. Yes, indeed. Many a fantasy enthusiast has been booted out of championship contention at this point of the season. But the fantasy season never really ends, gentlemen, because we are looking toward next year. You love this. Give the fine people at home a few sleepers to keep an eye on. Just jot it down on a note. Put it aside for a later day. And remember, when the draft comes around, you'll have it locked right here in that big brain of yours. Why don't you get a started, Akbar?
3: You know, it's funny because when the new season starts for the 2015 year people always get enthralled and and get really uh, going with the rookies and the free agents, but the guys you got to look at are the guys who are sometimes overlooked, like Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray is an outstanding running back for the Oakland Raiders. They don't have a real run game, and so he's going to be that running back for the Oakland Raiders. You think about what he's done already so far in just two games. He's already 25% a quarter of the Raiders' run game. (laughs) That lets you know how impactful he is. He's a big-time running back. He's big and physical. I believe he has a lot of upside. going to be the guy that everybody overlooks when they start getting, you know, in that in the clouds of the new season. Don't forget about Latavius Murray. But you're cheating, Akbar. You gave what? us
4: Latavius Murray last year. You were talking about him. <laughs> (laughs) He was somebody, but now you're just just doing it again. He's just Just now. He's
2: going back to his
4: thing. He's like, oh, what did I say last year? Oh, yeah, this guy.
2: He's been pretty good. (laughs) We've heard that before in these parts. I'm just a year late. I knew it was coming. Uh, What about you? Sleeper rank.
4: I'm going to go with Devontae Freeman. He was somebody who I thought was going to come into that situation in Atlanta and really take it over and become the guy that they were going to lean on this year. But... My old friend Steven Jackson was able to hold on to the job for most of the season, but they still found some ways to sprinkle in Freeman here and there. As you see right there, he's had 24 receptions. They've used him a little bit in the passing game, but everything that I see is in his limited spurts. He looks pretty impressive, and he looks like somebody headed into next year can be somebody that you can get in those later rounds or middle to late rounds who can end up being A star for you. I'm thinking maybe it's because I'm looking at the Ravens, them playing the Ravens right there, that I'm thinking of Justin Forsett, but feel like he can have that kind of year next season.
2: You know, we always talk about year three for the wide receivers. That is now thrown out the window with all the production from this rookie class with second-year wide receivers. And Martavis Bryant, the good thing about uh, about him is he hasn't done too much. You know, there's not that giant Alshon Jeffrey second-year performance that bolted him into the top two rounds. You're likely going to be able to get Bryant somewhere somewhere I'll say in the 4th to 5th round range, and when you think about that tandem, he and Antonio Brown, him, the giant red zone target, Antonio Brown, the do-everything receiver, that's going to end up being like a Marshall Jeffrey. Both guys can get you 1,000 yards. Both guys can get you double-digit touchdowns. And again, when you're talking about a wide receiver 1-2 in the 4th or 5th round, that's going to be a giant steal-slash-sleeper for the 2015 draft. Why don't you keep us going, Akbar, on the uh, wide receivers?
3: Marquise Lee is another guy out in Jacksonville in where?
1: Duval. And,
3: and, and when you look at the fact that he's growing with his young quarterback, Blake Bortles, I think this is only going to get better for Marquise Lee. And you just watch how he's developed. I mean, the last couple of games he stepped up big with some big plays, 25-plus yard plays, explosive plays. Marquise Lee, I've seen him grow from USC now into his time here with the Jacksonville Jaguars. His time is coming. So this is another name that although the team hasn't done well, that's not a guy that you want to overlook because he can do probably like what Cecil Shorts did at yep. the height of his career in fantasy. He uh, he's just hurt.
2: It's that simple. Yep. The guy was just hurt. He, he will end up being the guy. We saw it in college, and we've seen it now that he's back healthy. Again, uh, give us Jeez, one more, I like Ray.
4: him this week. I don't know. <laughs> I, I like you going to play league. him? Yeah, I'm going to play Sweet. Mark Eastley this week. Uh, C.J. Fedorowicz is somebody in Houston who I'm keeping an eye on because – they need a tight end. They keep going. There's a reason why they have to go to J.J. Watt every time that they get near the goal line. It's because they haven't quite developed a tight end to take over for Owen Daniels and some guys who have left and have gotten hurt. So, I look at Fedorowicz, and I see somebody with a big, tall frame. He's 6'7". He does hey. some nice things on the field. He was a high draft They need the third-round draft pick. So, they've got hope for him. And Bill O'Brien has done a pretty good job developing tight ends. You look back at his time in New England, he was running a lot of those two tight end sets. And unless I can draft jj watt next season can we get that maybe we one? can or not maybe we can it's, I, I it's a p- possibility change the look list. this is what we're telling
2: you people you, you got the fancy app on your smartphone the notes or the stickums or whatever it may be you jot those names down it'll come in handy uh well i don't know about eight or nine months from now still to come we give you a leg up on creating your daily fantasy league roster for this weekend who makes a cut on adam rank's list nfl fantasy live presented by bose rolls Coming up, ask and you shall receive. You sent us your lineups, and we optimized them for fantasy domination. Don't set your roster for Sunday before seeing who we would start to sit. And if you struck out in your first 14 daily fantasy leagues, well, this is the week you turn that luck around. Picture-perfect strategy you can use, and your league is just ahead. Plus, decisions decisions is it better to start the established star or his red hot teammate in week 15 we break it all down as nfl fantasy live continues well, earlier this week, we requested you fans tweet us using the hashtag SetMyLineup. We picked out a couple of yous in need. And remember, if you want your lineup set, just send us a picture of your complete lineup at NFL Fantasy. That would be our Twitter handle. And you might just see us help you out on the show like we are right now. Akbar, you are uh, first up with, it looks like, JMD times
3: three is what he's going JMD for there. JMDX03. Yeah. JMD
2: times three. Let's call him DMX, but go ahead. Guys carrying three quarterbacks. What are you going to do? Well,
3: that's a lot of quarterbacks there. Uh, you know, this is an interesting decision. I'm going to have to go with Mark Sanchez, Mark Sanchez here. Mark Sanchez going up against the Dallas Cowboys. Remember, he had 21 points going up against the Dallas Cowboys and I think that he fits well into this offense. I know he's coming off of a, a poor performance last week and it's very disappointing. You're probably saying, you know what, because of what Sanchez did in the past with the New York Jets, I don't want to take that chance. I like his chance over Phillip Rivers who's going up against Denmark. the Denver's, Denver's defense who's going to be very motivated to stay atop at the AFC Andy West. And Dalton, coming off a Dalton. Big game He's Pittsburgh. coming off a big game, but you know this game against Cleveland, you got Joe Hayden guarding his best wide receiver. I'm going to stay away from Andy okay. Dalton and Rivers go with Mark Sanchez. Let's go to the running back position here. Well, this one's easy. C.J. Anderson coming off that big game against the Buffalo Bills. Three touchdowns yep. there. Okay. 58 yards, but still very impressive. LaShawn McCoy no going brainer. up against that Dallas Cowboys. He's, very, he's going to be involved in the passing game. Again, right. the wide receivers. There we go. This is an interesting one. I like Martavis Bryant, but I'm going to stay away from him. Okay. Nope, you better yep. not touch yep. him. Go one more down to out Alshon Jeffrey going up against a weak secondary for the New Orleans, New Orleans Saints. And Monday they're struggling. Nighter. It's a Monday night game. Alshon's going to step up big, especially since Brandon Marshall is out the game. And I don't even need to give an analysis.
2: Well, yeah, I'm you just... just mentioned Mark Sanchez is going to have a great game. So, obviously, Jordan no, Matthews no, no, is No, what? no, no,
3: huh? the, no, no, no. These two cancel each other out. You know that. So, I'm going to go Jordy Nelson. Right. That is the analysis. Jordy Nelson. Okay. Next.
2: <laughs> we got a tight end. Uh, he's carrying Dwayne Allen and Larry Donnell. Donnell against go the Redskins. Go with Red the Skins. best Allen.
3: quarterback here. That's it. Go with the best quarterback here. You better not. He's got two Super that's the Bowl wrong rings. Manny. Haven't yeah. you ever heard the debate about? Come on, uh, come on right here. All right, right there. Fine. There we you go. The Wayne Eller. Way. That
2: guy's got two Super Bowl rings. Apparently <laughs> that's your not much. Let me much. get you your guy. Let's not, yet, not yet. Let's not yet. Not yet. You still got to fill uh, a flex. Um, you still oh, gotta got to help him out. Act? You still got to flex. You want to uh, go, Mark Ingram against that bad Bears run defense. You want to go, uh, 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 Kenny Stills. You like Martavis Bryant. Martavis Bryant seems like the clear Against, whoops, let's not light him up. Let's just get him over there. All right, all right. There we go. Now I will go to my man. Jay Ruby. I'm not going to make a joke that many of you are thinking about in a historical context because that's not cool.
3: How do you going to call a grown man already Jay has, Ruby? Huh? How you to call a grown man? Well, get it, maybe his last
2: name. It. I mean, don't you know? <laughs> All right. Aaron Rodgers, uh, Cody Parkey in New England already in there because he does not have any options. So I will go to the running back position. Running back one, we heard from Tom Coughlin. Rashad Jennings going to get a whole lot of work this week against a bad Washington team. So I will go Rashad Jennings in there. Running back Good two, choice. you already took C.J. Anderson. I will take him as well. You mentioned the number. Numbers. And believe it or not, people, all of you that drafted Peyton Manning in the first round, the Denver Broncos are running the heck out of the ball Absolutely. on this streak that they are on. 22-plus fantasy points in four of his last five games. You project that over the course of a season, and guess who would be your number one running back in be? fantasy football? This guy right here, C.J. Anderson. It's a huge game for the Broncos and the Chargers, as a matter of fact. And I suspect they're going to be trying to play keep away with one another when it comes to those offenses, which means running the ball a whole lot. All right, I get down to the wide receivers. This is easy. It's Antonio Brown and it's Jeremy Macklin because they're the two best receivers on the team, sure. two top five guys so this easy, season easy, in fantasy. So you going to leave Josh Gordon out there, huh? I still got a flex spot, okay. but I'm going to go to the tight ends first. Dwayne Allen is going to reemerge, and he was Andrew Luck's favorite target as a tight end in that Colts offense. Jordan Reed, I like. I'm just not quite as settled as I am on Alex Smith's favorite target, which is Travis Kelsey going up against those Raiders. Uh, for the flex spot, I've got a choice between Fred Jackson and Josh Gordon. Really, those are the two with Derek Anderson starting. Again, okay. for the Panthers, I'm going to stay away from Calvin Benjamin. I'm going to go with Josh Gordon. You know, Johnny Manziel liked that tall drink of water. Mike Evans, when he was at <laughs> Texas A&M, he's going to like Josh Gordon an awful lot. For more lineup tips, we'll send it over now to Molly Caram and Adam Rank with a look at the best daily fantasy league options for this week.
1: Thank you, Money. Adam, earlier you gave us a look at your bargain bin daily fantasy options for Thursday night. Now let's give the people a full look at your entire lineup for the Sunday and Monday games with salary data courtesy of DraftKings.com. Of course, look at your QB, Johnny Football. Mm -hmm. Le'Veon Bell, I mean, you have to pay big bucks for this guy. He's pretty much the best player in fantasy at this point.
4: Absolutely. Breaking the bank for a couple of big-name guys there.
1: Yeah. Kamar Aiken. you got your sleeper there. And uh, Shane Vereen, another one potentially good value. But let's start right away with Johnny football We're going to get right to it. Yes. Uh, It's a lot of
4: fun. You know what? You got to look for a bargain quarterbacks. And when you start looking at some of those guys in those salary ranges, I wasn't really liking some of the options. You can look at guys like Red Dalton and Alex Smith. And I said, you know what? Johnny football's got a pretty good matchup. Just going from the straight numbers of just looking at what the Bengals have given up this season. They don't sack anybody. They don't get after the quarterbacks. And Johnny does this. He runs the ball really well. So those are so important in these type of leagues that you get those extra bonus points for a guy who has the ability to run the football. I had to take a chance on him. And the fun part. just of being a, Just being a bonus. And
1: we know he likes to run. And the Bengals allow the fifth most rush yards to quarterbacks. And speaking of rush yards, you want okay. Shane Vereen. This yes. was very interesting to me. Wow. How come in this Bill Bellatrix offense? You
4: know, we got to play amateur offensive coordinator here. we got to try to get into the mind of Bill Bellatrix. I don't recommend it for oh. everybody, but I will try to dive in there. And I'm thinking of the game plan against the Dolphins. Now, they do very well getting up against mm-hmm. the quarterback. You got guys like Cameron Wake, who can really get after and pressure Tom Brady. So I expect a lot of short dump-off passes to Shane Vereen. And remember, most of these daily fantasy leagues are PPR, where Vereen would have a lot more value. Mm-hmm. And if you look at what he's done at home, a lot better running back ho- at home, and he you add in the extra uh, receptions, too, I think this is going to be a very good value. A dual
1: threat there. Yeah, 13.2 touches per game at home. Odell Beckham, he cost a little more money, but this potentially is a great matchup. They're hosting the Redskins.
4: I love this matchup. This guy has been absolutely fantastic over the last couple of weeks, ever since he has stepped in to that number one receiver role when Victor Cruz went out for the season. And you know what, again, PPR going up in a great matchup against Washington who gives up a ton of yards and a ton of fantasy points to receivers. They're pretty strong against the run, but against the pass, teams can get after them. We saw last week Sean Hill, although he was looking for Jared Cook. You can still target a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. So, again, I put all my money really into three huge guys and taking a lot of risks, Might I feel pretty good with ODB.
1: I say he owns this Redskins secondary. Right. I'm with you. Good stuff. And I love that you picked Johnny as your quarterback. It's It's fun. fun. It's all about having fun, fun, right? All right, Adam, thank you kindly. Coming up, some of the game's brightest stars sunk a lot of fantasy battleships last week with surprisingly poor performances. Who might caught you a trip to your fantasy Super Bowl this week? In which of these Bengals backs would you rather start this week, Giovanni Bernard or surprising super rookie Jeremy Hill? Our answers to that question and much more when NFL Fantasy Live returns. Come on back. 2015 pro bowl balloting is open it's fantasy football for real vote now for the best players at every position regardless of conference either online or on your mobile device at nfl.com slash pro bowl ballot time now though for coaching decisions presented by lenovo hello everybody We know everyone has that one spot in their lineup where they just can't choose between two similar players. So each week, we are helping you make the right coaching decisions for fantasy success. So this week, we're looking at pairs of players who are teammates, the same position, both putting up fantasy points, but neither really lighting the world on fire. Adam, we begin with this Bengals backfield. Would you go Jeremy Hill or Giovanni Bernard? This one's a conundrum.
4: It is a little bit, but I'm going to lean with Jeremy Hill Right now, if you've seen over the last couple of weeks, these guys have split their carries somewhat evenly, but now it looks like the coaching staff really wants to lean on one guy, and that guy looks like it is going to be Hill, just because he's been the better running back. He's really been a better fit for Hugh Jackson's one-cut rushing offense. And we see right here, we're seeing all the good plays coming out from him. The way he just attacks the hole and gets after it, he looks like the kind of guy, especially when your quarterback sometimes struggles, especially on the road, Hill looks like the kind of guy who can shorten games, who you can really pound the ball with. So I expect him... They get the majority of the carries. I like that.
1: He's certainly getting the touches, 17 per game over the last six weeks. Akbar, we go to New Orleans now. They have a good matchup, it looks like, on paper against Chicago in Chi-Town. Who would you start, Marcus Colston or Kenny Stills?
3: Well, this one is a good one, and it's going to be Kenny Stills. Kenny Stills, to me, is the faster wide receiver. And you say, well, why speed? There's a big reason why there's a high premium coming out for the NFL draft, why they're always looking for 40 times. If you can get by that defender and you can get past them, all of a sudden that quarterback can release that a little faster than normal when he's getting pressure in front of his face. Now, the Chicago Bears probably not going to get a lot of pressure on Drew Brees. That secondary, they struggle a lot. But when you can get a guy who can get past that secondary, it makes it easier for that quarterback to find him. Kenny Steele has done that. You've seen in the last two of the last three games. 100-plus yards. They're explosive plays. He has a lot of upside. I'm going with Kenny Stills.
1: Also the most receptions on the team, as we just saw. Adam, uh, we move to the tight ends now. Okay. And head out to Indianapolis. Who'd you start, Kobe Fleener or Dwayne Allen? Both are healthy now.
4: Both are healthy. Well, I like Dwayne Allen this weekend. The thing is, is he was a little bit slowed last week. It took him a little bit. He had a little bit of ring rust, so to speak, where it was going to take him a little bit of time to get acclimated, get back up to speed. You know, it's not easy to play in the NFL. I don't know if you've heard, but uh, <laughs> the thing ended I think Fleener, I heard something about that. <laughs> and so last week, Fleener, his production already started to drop. He had 56 yards. I expect that number to trend down. I expect Allen to go back and be the that underneath option that he was before he got hurt. He's an explosive playmaker. He does a lot of great things. You see right there. You see the plays that he makes. So athletic and I like him this week and I would go forward. I know I understand a lot of you were stung by him last week. Mm-hmm. Trust me, he'll be fine this week.
1: All right, Dwayne Allen it is. Go ahead with confidence. Akbar who would you start, Jarvis Landry or Mike Wallace in Foxborough? Ooh,
3: that's a good one, too, boys. These are a hard ball. questions. <laughs> Jarvis Landry, if I had to go with one, because yes. I know Bill Lazor's offense. Bill Lazor's offense is predicated on keeping everything short. He doesn't want to put Ryan Tannehill in a position where he's going to have to throw the deep ball, going up against, of course, Who? perhaps Darrell Revis, mm-hmm. and so Revis you get the short intermediate routes, that's where Landry lives. He's the most targeted wide receiver on the team for a reason, and that's because not only is he a talented guy, but he does a lot with a little, and by that I mean the short passes, and he takes them up, and he can make big plays for him Yards after catches, where he thrives.
1: That was coaching decisions presented by Lenovo, and he is available as well, only just 7.5% of leagues, so it. if you need How's somebody, awesome? it's good. Alright, so Let's take a look now at some of the decisions that fantasy owners made last week that doomed their seasons in surprising fashion. And we begin with one Peyton Manning. People who started him, 77% of them lost their league. Drew Brees, you see there, 63% Demaryius Thomas. That's craziness. I feel if you had
4: Peyton Manning, you were on a bye. You escaped, if not... Your season's
3: probably over.
1: Yeah, if not, you're done. All right, so guys, who should owners leave out in the cold this week?
3: Well, speaking of cold, let's go to uh, the running back for the Green Bay Packers. I I think that you have to leave out, of course, uh, Eddie Lacy. Eddie Lacy going up against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Of course, it's going to be in Buffalo, Mm -hmm. but that game, this is a defense that's been playing really well. I have not seen a defensive line this year mm-hmm. that sheds the blockers as well as the Buffalo Bills. They get right there in the gap. They own those gaps, and that's mm-hmm. what's making it so difficult for teams to run against the Buffalo Bills. Eddie Lacy, we knew he went through that streak early in the season, first three games, not doing so well, 38 yards per game. The last four, he's been doing really well, but this is a big challenge. I yeah. think it's going to be Eddie Lacy who lets you down.
1: Yeah, the Bills allowing the third fewest fantasy points per game at home to running backs this season. They are legit. Ooh. How about Calvin Johnson here, Rank, facing Minnesota? Normally, I think this would be a no-brainer, but this secondary sneaky good.
4: Yeah, you know what? You're going to be starting Calvin Johnson. Let's make no bones about that. He's going to be in your lineup, but I know a little bit something about having a big-name player on your roster who just doesn't deliver, and I don't like this matchup. Does he kneel down? (laughs) That was you. I had Jimmy Graham, and I survived, but... (laughs) Thanks for that, that, to that kneel down. But the thing about the Vikings, they're pretty tough against the pass. A little bit tougher than you would anticipate. I expect them to run the ball a ton. That's the big thing to me. This seems like a huge game for Joyke Bell. So they're going to run the ball. They're going to try to move the ball on the ground, which means not a lot of opportunities for Megatron. And I just know you're going to be sitting there looking at about a 5.8. You'll have like 58 receiving yards and be like, dude, I could have. Re- this is my first-round pick, giving me 58 yards in the fantasy
3: playoffs. It's going to be tough.
1: Speaking of exciting players, what makes Johnny Manziel so exciting?
3: Well, his when legs. Runs, it, right? When he runs, his name makes him so exciting as well. He is a polarizing figure, and everybody loves to hate him or hate to love him. So, by saying all of that, I don't even know if that made sense. It's I love I, him. I, a lot. It. <laughs> but what I will say about Johnny Manziel no, is that, that he's, he's going to put up some exciting plays, he's going to zip it around <laughs> a little bit, but I don't know that he's going to give you enough fantasy points that you're going to need to go out there and play. And that's the thing about Johnny Manziel. I don't know that he's I'm not convinced that he's a student of the game and when he starts to see those different looks out there the threes are turning into twos the two turning into three all these sugar looks out there all of a sudden he gets confused throw a couple of picks, and now all of a sudden we've seen Johnny Manziel go to nothing man.
1: One you know, thing we my- do know everyone will be watching that one.
3: Yeah he was my fantasy my daily fantasy
4: league guy. Now I'm not going to talk about Matt Ryan though. Last week I was not high on Matt Ryan going into that Monday night game. I didn't expect him to go out and do what he did but he really impressed me. Really showed me a lot because he has a kind of a reputation of not playing big in big spots, and he certainly did that on Monday night. So now everybody's all in on Ryan. Everybody's going to be playing him. You're going to start him. You're going to feel great about it. The matchup's wonderful indoors against the Steelers, and this will be the week he has like six points.
1: But one plus turnover and four straight, that scares me.
4: Yeah. I mean, he's, he, they still have problems on the offensive line. They got I mean, that game, especially in that first half, mm-hmm. it looked awful, and it was like, yeah, I'm glad yeah, I said that. Second half, woo. He he was yeah. he was out.
1: Unfortunately there. I don't have these Arm issues talent. cause someone just knocked me out, <laughs> so I'm good. So not bit or anything. Up next, Kerwin Williams was the surprise star for the Cardinals last week. Is he back to own for the cards tonight? We'll tell you when NFL Fantasy Live returns. Just a few hours left until a kickoff between the Cardinals and Rams in St. Louis. Adam Kerwin-Williams was the first Cardinals 100-yard rusher all season, introducing himself to the league there, no question. Do you expect uh, that to continue tonight?
4: Absolutely not. If oh. you have him, if you picked him up this week, I would leave him on the bench. That's the, wor- that's the worst part about this whole situation is that it's so hard to go into Week 15 and find a guy who you figure is going to have 20, maybe 25 touches in a game, and yet you can't play him because the St. Louis defense is way too tough. And if you want to pick him up and think, "Hey, look, we might be able to use him next week too," ah, nope, got the Seattle Seahawks next week too. So this has been a guy. This is one of the most frustrating things. Mm-hmm. Somebody who has a great ma- who has a great opportunity. To get the ball a lot, just not great matchups. Obviously with
1: Andre Ellington out, but yes, tough defenses, two in a row there. Akbar, this is Larry Fitzgerald's first game back after suffering an MCL sprain. Can you trust him?
3: You know what? No, I I can't. I I think that Larry Fitzgerald's going to beat Larry Fitzgerald. He'll do some Larry Fitzgerald thing. But the one thing that concerns me is this defensive line for the St. Louis Rams. They have been getting after quarterbacks, and Drew Stanton, he's going to feel a lot of pressure from both ends, from Chris Long, Robert Quinn coming at him. That makes a a quarterback very nervous in the pocket, and that's going to disrupt the flow for Larry Fitzgerald. So, again, he'll do some Larry Fitzgerald things, but he won't be able to do what I think he's going to do for your team.
1: And, excuse me, last week was his first week back. Speaking of inconsistent, though, as Larry Fitz has been of late, Michael Floyd has been a little bit from a fantasy perspective as well.
2: Yeah, consistently inconsistent, as we like to say. I was hoping to sprinkle some rainbows and unicorns on this uh, (laughs) dire situation with our Thursday Night Football matchup it's just too hard uh, we don't like at least when I say we I mean me road teams uh, on Thursday Night Football uh, and this is a tough division matchup it's a great defense and Michael Floyd like you said Molly just far too inconsistent this season uh, especially with Drew Stanton a quarterback to give him a start and uh, begin your playoff week on Thursday night
3: with two little points
1: yeah too much on the line you know what we do trust though Akbar this Cardinals defense they
3: are tough and they are relentless and despite the fact that they're going to be without their safety Tyron Matthew Uh, Of course, uh, Antonio Cromartie, he's questionable. These guys still get after it, and they're going to be so tough. That last game against the St. Louis Rams, they put up 25 fantasy points against them, and that's just telling you, They they can look for the ball. They're eyeing the quarterback. Mm -hmm. They're spying on him. And then they're putting that pressure. They're bringing the blitzes when they need to. Look, the Arizona Cardinals, you definitely know that you're going to get double-digit points out of them against the St. Louis Rams.
1: And we did just hear Camardi is going to play. All right, show me what you got, fellas. Take us through these numbers here, Oh, those
3: are way too high. Did I really put 12
2: for Michael Floyd? That one shouldn't be there. It's supposed to be Uh, 2.0. I do feel good that my defense is the highest of uh, Mm -hmm. all of those. And that might still be low.
4: I, I understand the Cardinals have been... Been playing with injuries all year mm-hmm. defensively. Guys like Darnell Dockett yeah. have been yeah. lost for the season, up. but they, they always seem to find a way to rise to the occasion. But at some point, it mm-hmm. just seems like you're gonna somebody's gonna be able to get after them. I think this St. Louis team is
2: it, they can't have three consecutive shutouts. It's hard enough to get two consecutive shutouts in the NFL. I you just can't can envision them doing three. No, I, really do. yes,
0: I, I think, can. think well, it can happen. I think it can happen. Let's get
2: to it. it. Speaking of
1: defenses rising to the occasion, there, guys. Taking look at the defense. These. I mean, their defense,
3: I, and that's Just why to I have them.
4: the point. five right. points for their defense. Yeah, it's yeah. way too low. Adam. I'm going that's ten not, points.
3: That's I'm that's going double digits for the it's Cardinals defense. All right, yeah. can
1: can we focus on the Rams here now though? Okay, okay. Because their defense is pretty darn good. Taking a look at this, first in points per game, first in sacks, and first in fantasy points per. Game. Knew
2: I should have picked him up off the waiver wire after week nine.
1: This is oh. since week nine. Yeah, Talk about getting hot at the right time, Adam Rank.
4: They've been carrying a lot of fantasy. Teams over the last couple of weeks scoring more than 20 points in back to back weeks, you know, partly because they got those shutouts going. So I look at this team, I look at the matchup against Arizona, short week. You got a quarterback like Drew Stanton who is not going to have a lot of time to prepare for what he's going to see. Bruce Arians, if you've listened to him during the week, it sounds like he's resigning himself to, like, yeah, well, I guess we're going to play because we have to. Mm-hmm. But I don't expect a lot of offensive output from this team. I expect a very scaled-down offensive game plan. So, this is going to be a great week for St. Louis.
1: Defenses win championships. So, that's what they tell us, Akbar. But how about Stedman Bailey? He's Oprah. been coming on of late. Two double-digit oh, performances okay. in his last three.
3: Well, look, I, I like Stedman, uh, Stedman Bailey, and I do believe that Sean It make me Hill. think of Oprah, too. I just got that. <laughs> You're late. <laughs> a little slow. Well, hey, look, Sean. Hill really helped to stabilize this offense and we look at Stedman Bailey, he's benefited from that, but again, the pressure from this defense will be too much for Sean Hill, and I think that it will, really will hamper his ability to get Stedman Bailey flowing in this offense. So this is going to be a game that I would say stay away from Stedman Bailey. I know the last three games he's been targeted a ton. Not this week. Should
1: we stay away from Trey Mason? He's got no, more think so. points than Forte and DeMarco uh, Murray. I'm all like right.
2: That. I'm all right. Look, the running back position, most standard, I mean, standard leagues, you got to start two, and then you have the flex to think about. Mason has done enough, even though that Cardinals run defense his style. We saw Jamal Charles, and I'm not saying Trey Mason is another Jamal Charles, but Jamal Charles made himself some bones last week against a very tough Cardinals D. And of all the Rams, this is the one guy that I would feel comfortable playing because they don't like to throw the ball a whole lot with Sean Hill. This is what they want to do, play great defense, Run the ball and hope you run it enough. I don't care about his yards per carry. If it's in the high twos or the low threes, he's still going to get the touches, and that's
3: why I start him. Essentially, you just call him Jamal Charles, essentially. Tell him about what Jamal Charles did,
1: though, last week. Touchdown leaves the game, comes back another touchdown. That's beast mode.
2: It's funny, you know, Adam Rank sent out this super sad email last (laughs) night.
1: Hi, guys, I accidentally dropped the
2: Rams defense. I didn't mean to. Please don't pick him up off the waiver. What do I do? What can I do? That was
4: yesterday. That was was yesterday. Morning. And you That's know, what? how much listen, he loves oh, the DMs. I've got, well, listen, I had I had my four-year-old nephew who looks yeah. like the baby uh, Jordy yeah. Nelson. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to do this thing on my phone and drop and add players, and yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I do? So then I had to hey, email guys. everybody. I emailed everybody. Did you everybody.
1: contemplate did. before you sent the email? No, you really I, no, 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 no shame at all.
4: I, you I, didn't put I, me on that email. I right didn't do hey, it. For Adam Akbar Money on
1: Next, Rich Eisen in the hey gang dogs. just outside the stadium Here's on guys. Total Access Kickoff. We'll see you all tomorrow, Here's 4 p.m. Dogs. Eastern on NFL Now and Ooh. 5 p.m. Eastern no on NFL that. Network. Enjoy the game as well.
0: Right. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill, so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.
1: They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places.